0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: the love worldwide www.jesusinthemorningradio.com okay
2: okay can you hear me Irene yes I can thank you is, is it still very low sorry uh, is the sound low yeah it's still it's still a little bit low it's okay. I still got to strain a bit to hear you Oh, wow. Okay, I am going to, because it is very loud over here, very loud. So what okay. I do is check out my sound. Um, because I'm yelling in here, actually yelling. Okay. But, oh, dear. Yeah, I'm yelling because I need it loud enough so that you can hear. Now, um... Irene Alfra is from Holland. And she's a native of Holland, but she's living in Tasmania, Australia. So to test this out this afternoon, I thought I would interview Irene and let her share with us about Holland and about Tasmania. So, Irene, can you tell us what your childhood was like in Holland, and bring us up to date when you moved to Tasmania or when you come to Australia. What brought you?
0: Yes. Okay. I. Uh, I was I was born just after the war, the Second World War, and my name Irene uh, means peace. So a lot of girls that were born either during the war or after the war, were named Irene. So the name was very popular in those days. I was in a classroom, and I think four of us were called Irene. So uh, I didn't like it at the time. but I did like that my name meant peace. It meant a lot to me. Even as I grew up, I really thought i tried try to um, live up by by my name peace I think that was such a nice name um I grew up in the Netherlands in Holland uh, life is very very different than in Australia and I suppose very different than in America um it's uh yeah I loved it I love my country I love there I lived there I went there I went to school there uh, I had a beautiful mom and dad. I had a brother and a sister who were quite a few years older than me. My brother was 13 years older and my sister was 16 years older. So I don't think I was planned, but I was very much welcome. They loved me. Uh, I had good mom and dad. I, um, I met an Australian Then I was... 17 years old and fell in love first time in love Mm. I married him and we lived there until I was 29 so when I was 29 he wanted to he was an Australian he wanted to come back to Australia and I didn't really want to go because I loved my country my family was there but Um, I thought I'd give it a go, and we made this deal that if I didn't like it, within two years, we go back. Well, we went to Australia, and I loved it. uh, I didn't want to go back to Holland. It was a good country. It was totally different. I had to learn a lot of different things. There were things I didn't understand probably things I did wrong, because, yeah, uh, in those days there was still a bit of prejudice to newcomers, like my kids had problems at school, Uh, they were teased because they, they were different, they were from another country, so that wasn't easy, but we survived it all, and while living in Australia, I, uh, I went to work in Sydney. And, uh, I had to travel every day, an hour on the train. Like, I left home at some 7 in the morning, and then to be at work at 9, at night in the city. And at 5 o'clock I finished, and I was home at about 7. So that were long days for me. Um that, that's all part of life. Um we I worked for after working in the city for that long I looked for a different job and I worked with juvenile delinquents. Which is very interesting. Um in the beginning when you do that kind of work you think you can change everything. You can change those poor children and that um that thought disappeared after working there for a long time. Like um, I didn't have the influence that I thought I would have. Um, I lost I lost my job. I lost the kids. Like for instance, we, one day we had a thirteen a thirteen year old girl had to go to court, and she came in, and she looked worried. And I talked to her, and we sat down for a while. And she went to court, and she was let go, and go back to her parents. Well, about a year later, that same girl came in. I didn't recognize her. She looked so, so old, so sad. I cried when I saw her. And she cried when she saw me. She. She's been uh, prostituting herself to feed her drug habit, and she was only fourteen years old, and she looked so sad. That are the things that break your heart like it really um, i think after I've worked there for seventeen years, and after seventeen years um, I had to get out of my job because I was taking it on board personally. Sometimes, and that's not a good thing to do because it affects your life um, so my husband did the same kind of work so we decided we moved out of Sydney and we went to Queensland which is the sunny state beautiful Queensland with sunny beaches we lived in a place called Harvey Bay and he started a gymnasium there. Well, um, my husband really, it was his his dream, not mine. I'm not into gymnasiums. <laughs> I should be, but I wasn't. Uh, but after even living there for oh, about 10 years, the heat, I couldn't handle the heat. It was too much for me. I'm. I, Basically, I'm from a cold country. Sydney was already too warm, and Queensland, I could not do. So we moved to where I am now, Tasmania. Best move ever. I should have done that in the beginning. Oh, uh, it's it's absolutely, I think, I think it's the most beautiful spot in the world. We've got everything. We've got mountains beaches, waterfalls, and the temperature is absolutely beautiful. Uh, I belong to a beautiful little Baptist church, uh, a good a good solid church. It is hard to find as well because uh, I find these days it is hard to find a good Bible-believing church. Uh, a lot of them here go for a uh, show, like and good singing, and uh, light flashing, and I really don't think that's what it's about, I want to hear uh, the gospel preached, and I'm very blessed that I found a church here in Tasmania, that the gospel is preached, as it says in the Bible, from word from cover to cover, and it's not changed, it doesn't change with time, no, it's not what's worth that's no never changing, it's, it's solid. It's there. So uh, I'm blessed. I'm so so blessed. Like um, I'm active in my church. I'm getting a bit older now. It's sometimes getting a little harder. <coughs> Sorry, I've got a cold. I've got a cough. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. And then okay. And then one day I I do things on LinkedIn, I don't know if anyone knows what that is, and then Monday I got a message from a lady called Barbara Pittman, and she uh, read some of my stuff and said, would you be interested to come on my radio show, and I went, whoa, in Florida, I I said yes, I was a bit reluctant because I, I didn't know what I was letting myself into, like what was happening, and she uh, she guided me through this and uh, yeah I was, in the beginning then I then I did come on the show, I didn't understand a lot I didn't understand how things work uh, not in America it's so different again I had to learn a lot I, I really didn't understand some of the things so it took a while for me to 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 learn and I think I've got it now and uh, I've been listening to uh, Jesus in the morning for over a year and a half now absolutely love it uh, I hate it when I can't listen to it because it's hard for me because it's from 7 till 9 in the morning in in Florida but it's from uh, 9 till so at night in Australia, so that's sometimes a bit hard. I get really a bit tired, but I still listen. I can't stop because it's too good. It's um, it's food for my soul. It's um, uh, especially because it's it's daily. It's when um, you go to church. It's once a week, and. You you do you you have your daily your daily worship yourself, but it's good if you have it uh, together with other people. Like it's it's good it's good for the soul, and God blesses this program. I'm I'm sure He's blessed me so much with it, and I'm I'm ever ever thankful that day that Miss Barbara Pitman. He contacted me, and said, "Do you want to come on the show?" Yes, I do, and uh, I, I can't, I can't imagine you now my life without it. It just becomes part of my life, and I, I hope that if any would listen to this, that they, that they would think would do this too. Let it become part of your life. Yourship is part of your life, like prayer is part of your life. I've learned to pray better because my prayer wasn't, my prayer life was okay, just okay. But I've learned so much. Thank you so, so, so much. Because, um, yeah, it's it's we pray for each other, not pray for yourself. I did that a bit in the beginning. I didn't know that I've learned to pray more for others, and it's so much better. It's, it's, well, that's what we should do. You can still pray for yourself, I do that too, in my private time. But uh, when I pray, put a prayer up, it's about us all, like, for each other, we care for each other. and. I thank the Lord so much for um, directing my life, giving me new uh, hope like sometimes when you get old you like I kind of rejected getting old. I couldn't accept it, but I'm just in a retirement clinic now. I'm independent, so I'm still looking after myself. I drive my car every time. I drive into that driveway, and I see h and I go, <laughs> I don't like it. But I have to realize, oh no. so I've, I'm old. So I'm starting to accept it. And it's good. Um, that's the same, you place where you can go and have lunch during the day. It's from that care, it's called. It's called Orana, And you can go there and you pay $6. And you get a beautiful meal cooked on the premises by a chef. And you get dessert. And then if you want to stay for some games or activities, you can stay. And you get afternoon tea. There's something really nice with it. And so your day can be filled from 11 in the morning till three o'clock in the afternoon, you've got something to do, which is very nice, because a lot of people, when they're older, they don't know what to do with themselves, so that's what I do, and I've become a volunteer there, so that means I can help out, and uh, I bring the food around, and talk to people, and help them in and out the bus, at the moment, they've got to help me. <laughs> I'm not that good at the moment, but that'll go. Um, yeah, it's, it's that's it in a nutshell. I don't know what else I can talk about. What did I forget? I don't know. Um, I don't know.
2: You know, okay, I'm not... W- yeah. Sorry, yeah, go. You can hear me, I Irene. I can hear you? Okay. Tell us about food in Holland uh, when you were a child and then tell us about the food in Tasmania or Sydney. Okay, okay. That is so, so different. Like in Holland, when
0: after the war, there was a a food shortage, like of course, and uh, potatoes they could get and every vegetable they used to be able to get, they meshed it with the potatoes and put a bit of gravy on. So I grew up on mashed potato and kale. Mashed potato with carrots and onions. <laughs> mashed potato with red cabbage. Like, that was stable meals, and I loved them. I still love them. But, uh... For anyone else, they might be very boring. But for Dutch people my age, they'd be beautiful. But um, I tell you one thing, the cakes in Holland had the best in the world. Oh, ah. I'm, I'm a connoisseur of cakes. Terrible. But, uh, yeah. so when I came to Australia, the food was more English-based. It was uh, I didn't like a lot of it I still don't like a lot of it like it, it's I don't know I never got used to some of it I still um, they have a lot of baked dinners They here no one boils potatoes see I'm used to boiled potatoes I love boiled potatoes that's how I grew up here they don't boil potatoes and the potatoes don't taste the same. You think potatoes are all the same. No way. It's it's
2: so much different.
0: I haven't okay. found a potato yet that I like here.
2: Okay and then so they I, bake them. Yeah, go uh, on. Okay, what is a boiled potato? Pardon? What is a boiled potato?
0: Oh, you just you just peel it and put it in hot water. And boil it. Put salt with it. And then then it's soft. You take it out and you have a boiled potato. I love it. And you put a little bit of butter on it. And if you want to have a special dish, you let the potatoes go cold. And then you cut them in pieces and put a bit of butter in the pan and throw them in with some onions. And,
2: uh-huh,
0: that's the best okay. I, I, I don't like baked potatoes okay this, uh,
2: okay what what other foods uh what about candy and stuff like that as a child and how oh
0: yeah, candy oh yeah ha uh-huh. ha and that's licorice. Ooh, it's something that's uh, it's familiar to northern um, yeah the Scandinavian countries like uh, Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Finland, Holland. Uh, they they have that taste of salted licorice, which no one in the world seems to like. I tried it on people here, and they go they they don't know how quick to spit it out. I do it sometimes for fun. I said, do you want to have some Dutch licorice?" And they go, oh, yeah. And they put it in their mouth. And then I look at their face, and they don't know what to do. I said, you can spit it out. It's okay. Like, because they don't want to offend me by, by, you know, saying it's awful. I said, I know you don't like it. If you want to spit it out, do so. But I love it. I mean, it's very rare that people love my salted licorice. And for the rest, we've got, um, well, lollies are pretty much the same all over the world, I think. Boiled lollies and, like, nowadays, Mars bars and everything is the same. But the salted licorice is definitely, definitely uh, Northern Europe. Like, you don't find it anywhere. So... uh, yeah, I don't know what else. I'm, I'm thinking, what else is there? Okay. I don't know. Uh, we, we didn't, we didn't eat much meat either. Like in those days, especially after the war again, there wasn't much money. There wasn't much, and I remember we had, we ate some horse meat. Like people go, what horse meat? Yeah, we had a horse food right? and. I remember the meat being sweet. I don't think I liked it, but that's about the only thing I can think of with the food bits. Can't think of anything else. So, um, is that it? I don't know. Can you think of something else I should talk about? I can't. Still there. Hello? Can't hear you. Can hear me But I can't hear you So um, By the way Seafood That's another thing Everyone here loves seafood And I noticed Everyone in Florida Loves seafood I'm not a lover of seafood. Sorry to disappoint you all. I'm not that keen on seafood. I can eat a bit of grilled fish. I've, yeah, I've tasted lobster, which was all right. But I'm not into prawns and all the other creepy things. <laughs> and in the beginning, when I when I saw prawn on it, because we don't eat much prawns in Holland, and... Uh Then I saw them here in Australia. They had those big things with tentacles and little eyes and i, I couldn't even but then i'm I'm a bit crazy that way so um yeah, no prawns to me uh I like spicy food i like uh I like mexican food I love Mexican food I love chinese, I love curries. the best food of all is Indonesian. It's very hard to get. There's not many shops that sell proper Indonesian food. Because that's the stuff I really like. Because I grew up um, with Indonesian food. Because Indonesia was uh, part, belonged to Holland at the time. They've got their independence now. But in the days that I grew up to Holland. And... We had a lot of Indonesian people. I had Indonesian kids in my class. And, yeah, they were just my friends. (laughs) I remember two of them were called Irene. That was funny. We used to have fun and games. But uh, the food was beautiful. I used to love it when they invited me over to their place. Yes, please. So, uh, yeah, I still loved my spicy food. And here, I do love pizza, oh dear, that isn't it? but I do love pizza, absolutely. it's not that healthy, but I love it, and as, yes, I love a lot of junk food, but I'm starting to eat better. I was brought up properly because mum and dad they used to in those days already used to get uh what is it um not, they went to a special place that people don't spray the food with chemicals. They used to eat real healthy. So I was brought up with knowing all the right things, but um that's often more expensive. So when I had a family myself, I couldn't afford that, so I ate what everyone else ate. But every now and then that helps back in, and I go healthy for a while, and then back to old habits not good but I'm on the right track at the moment so thank you Barbara you're setting a good example so that helps too um, is there anything else you would like to know Come not hear you
1: me beside still water. He restoreth my soul. When you become a believer, your spirit is made right. Sometimes, the soul doesn't get the notice. It has a hole in it due to things that's happened in the past. Hurt, abuse, molestation. But we want to speak to you today and tell you we mm-hmm.